Today, I'm from A to Z. Did you ever have a dream? Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we listen to and discuss every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. Uh, my name is Travis. And I am a guy named Thomas. I, Get it? I, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a hero. Yeah, we're talking about did you ever have a dream? Um, first, I guess it would be appropriate to give a, a shout out to the uh, the gentlemen, the blokes from Breaking Glass, coming on, doing some episodes. Yeah, a, a, a brace of just diamond geezers. Yes. They were. So, yes, shout out to them for uh, come talking to you from across the pond. They, they actually joined us through astral projection. Wow. We spoke to the astrally projected consciousnesses of Mike and Alex. Um... Did you ever have a dream? Um, I, like so many people, have, ha- have had a dream. I once had a dream. Man, it's too bad the universe didn't align that this episode was coming out in January. That would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Well, um, we'll, we'll, just have to, we'll have to take this dream. Oh, well. And defer it. We'll have to. <laughs> we are really culturally appropriating our brains out right now. <laughs> this, is, this is American culture. This is American culture. This is important American culture. So, yeah, this is a song about, uh, about astral projection and outer body experiences. And yeah. Other wow. planes of existence. Did you expect to find this kind of topic in... The early days? No. Especially, you know, so I'm so used to the early songs being about him and being kind of him being a bit of an anti-hero. Semi-loathsome, but also great. Yeah, yeah, this is his first real, uh, at least in in the timeline that we are producing this show in, this is the first time he's really stepping out of the box and writing about things a little bit more abstract and... uh, yeah. Giving a little tease of what's coming. Yeah, so astral projection, just to be clear, is what? So your your physical body is still where it is, but your consciousness and your your metaphysical body are soaring through the through the ether. Uh, I've never had such an, an experience but in an astral uh, plane? In an astral plane. You've never had an astral I've never had an astral uh, projection. projection experience. Never an out-of-body experience. No. I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to ask you if you did. <clears throat> I actually have. Really? Yeah. I've had an out-of-body experience. Not since I was about... I was a kid. But it was... Uh, I used to sort of... And just to be clear, I'm a scientist. Back off, man. I'm yeah, a scientist. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't actually believe in mind-body duality and all that stuff, but... I did have an out-of-body experience. I think it can be explained with, like, you know, chemicals in the brain and uh, gray matter stuff. But when I was seven, I used to have... I I remember distinctly many, many times just sort of feeling like I was jumping about uh, three yards ahead of myself. And I would just, like, sort of jump forward and then back into my body and forward and back and forward and back. And I could kind of not control it, but when it happened, I could pay attention to it and experience the ride, go along with the ride. It was pretty fun, actually. But I've heard that people do this when, when they have a near-death experience. So, like, you 
something about the brain makes you feel like you're yeah above your people body. write about yeah I, I saw myself on the pavement and then yeah. I zoomed back down yeah 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 whether it's a spirit or a brain malfunction who's to say somewhere maybe somewhere in between so yeah astral projection is yeah. this really weird so I remember the first time I ever heard about astral projection it was a weird unexpected some would say out of left field there was a, a baseball player uh, nah, nah. I see what you're nah. Because baseball is played on a field. Oh, on a field. And there's a left field. And field goals are and part of baseball, right? <laughs> I hate when I have to beat the bros. <laughs> see, this is my this is a problem in my life. I am like a total like sports bro. Like so we're recording at my place right now. There's literally like if if we're sitting at like two o'clock, there's a boss Red Sox bobblehead and a plethora of Red Sox bobbleheads in my in my living room. Um, Would you say a plethora? A plethora. But I also, most of the people I hang out with hate sports. And I also, I'm not very bro-y. Like, I'm very, like, I'm a feminist. I'm very, like, I'm progressive. So it's weird when I have to be like, actually, let me, let me put on my bro pants. Let me, let me just flip this hat around backwards and tell you what's going on. Uh, it's, just, it's always such a weird experience. Anywho, so I was watching, I was watching SportsCenter when I was in, like, high school. And this guy, who was a catcher named Darren Dalton, who played for the Philadelphia Phillies and the Florida Marlins. He had retired a few years previous and um, gave this weird interview where he was talking about astral projection and, like, seeing the planets and talking to lizards and, like, all this crazy stuff. Now, I feel like I need to double-check his Wikipedia, but I'm fairly certain that he retired because of concussion-related things and taking some shots to the head. Were these space lizards that he was talking to, or was he like crouching down on the ground to earth lizards and talking to them? Um, I just remember him saying something about talking to lizards. Like, he doesn't really specify. Because I know some lizard owners, they talk to their lizards. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I went to high school with a girl, actually from like elementary school to high school, this girl who had an iguana. They're really cool. And actually when we, when we were in seventh grade, our science class had a monitor lizard. Oh, this was big, right? Yeah, real big. And, uh... Was it the hall monitor lizard? <laughs> I wish we had named it something like that. This is, this is gonna totally date when this happened, because there was a name the monitor lizard contest, and the name of the monitor lizard wound up being Kramer. <laughs> so this was from 1975. This is, it clearly happened in the 70s. Was there another monitor lizard and they had a divorce? <laughs> it actually attacked Michael Richards. Well, Michael Richards screamed the N-word at it. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I remember hearing about asteroid projection. Being like, that's, that's an interesting, weird thing. Um, back to the song. Yeah. So Bowie, Bowie talks about the fantastic things you can do when you project your consciousness while you're asleep, you know, you just like go other places, hang out with other people. Speak all the languages. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's one of my favorite things about this is uh, some of the things you can do, you know, fly, of course, when you're dreaming, you want to fly. Yeah. Flying is awesome. Everybody wants to fly. But speaking Chinese, yeah. another superpower that you could have. <laughs> speaking Chinese, not only Chinese, but French and also Dutch. Yes. So you think when you're talking about a song that's about astral projection, like in your mind's ear, you hear something that sounds like 
like a Pink Floyd song, kind of. You know, you're expecting something kind of slow and kind of spacey and... Something dreamy. Something dreamy. Something droney, ambient. This sounds like a children's song, and I mean that in the best way possible. Because before I, like, read the lyrics and read the background of the song and learned about astral projection, it just sounded to me like a song that you'd hear on, like, a PBS kids show where it's, like, half live action, half cartoon, and things are happening, and there's colors everywhere. Well, it's got that banjo, so it's... It's got that banjo. Who's the guy that did all the music on Sesame Street? Oh. Uh, And a lot of it had banjo in it, too, right? Uh, He also did, by the way, this movie has come up time and time again on this show. He also did the music for the Raggedy Ann and Andy musical adventure, which had great music, because it was by the guy from Sesame Street, and his name was... Joe Raposo. I might be saying that wrong. Joe Raposo. And then just the, like the way the lyrics are presented just does feel very like you're inspiring a child. Did you ever have a dream or two about a hero whose name is you? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm going to go conquer the world. Like, I remember I was listening to this song on the bus on my way to work and I was like, yeah, it's so I'm going to go get it. Yeah. Um, and then he's talking about how, you know, going out and you can speak Chinese, French, and Dutch. <laughs> just like, it's just a song telling you that you can go out and conquer the world. Anything is possible. You can do anything you want if you really just put your mind to it. An uplifting message. And a happy little bouncy ditty. I like the part where he meets up with another astral projector. Having the same dream in the very same scene. I just think that would be cool. Because yeah. did you ever wake up and like tell somebody about a dream and then they're like, wait a minute, I had that same dream. Did you see me there? Like... <laughs> Yeah, because I've I've had similar dreams as people like on the same night, but never like the exact same. I guess a lot of people have the same dream, right? Yeah, walking into your class in your underwear, mm-hmm. forgetting to study for a test, falling, <laughs> falling, falling. Um, yeah, we've all had some. We've all had some dreams, and sometimes they're about a hero named you. A hero named you, Hugh. The hero named Hugh. That's actually the lyrics of the song. You ever have a dream or two about a hero whose name was Hugh? <laughs> if my name was Hugh in the 60s, that's, I would tell people that. Hugh-mungus, man. So I've always joked, well, not always, for at least a few years since it occurred to me, if I ever got famous and I needed a pseudonym to check into hotels, it would be Hugh-man. <laughs> that's all I want, is to be famous enough, famous enough to check into things under Hugh-man. Does and that, sometimes when I go to open mic nights, I think about signing up as Hugh-Man, but then I just think that they'll call the name and I'll just be sitting there and totally forget it was me and they'll call <laughs> the next person. And the last three hours of my life will be completely for naught. <laughs> Does that happen to be an anagram of your name, like Mr. Mojo Rising was for Jim Morrison? Hugh-Man? No, it's just that, you know. It should be. It should be. You should change your name so it's an, the, is an anagram of Hugh-Man. So oh, I should do change that. my name for that. So, um... That banjo, by the way. That banjo. That banjo is really awesome. This, I think it might be the only David Bowie song on record that's, that's got a banjo. I think he plays banjo in the TV program of Ball, but I don't think it's featured in any of the um, songs on the record. But this banjo is played by Big Jim Sullivan, a session musician who came in, and he also played the sitar on Join the Gang, which we'll, we'll talk about sometime. Interesting, because you would expect someone playing banjo to be named Big Joe Sullivan, or Big Jim Sullivan. Yeah. But you would never expect someone playing sitar. Yeah. 
Which one Big Jim Sullivan. So this song is from the perspective of not someone who's experienced astral projection, but someone who's eager to do so. And they know someone who they think has that power, that ability. And they want to know the secret because it's a it's a knowledge. It's a it's an esoteric art that whoever's singing the song wants to find out. They want to they're, they're, they want to travel around the world one night, but they haven't yet. And it's a very special knowledge that someone's got, their friend has got, but, and, they, and they want it. They want to share in it. So what would, let me double, um, you might even know right off the top of your head, but the, the year that this song came out. 1967, this was a B-side of Love You Till Tuesday when it came out as a single. So perhaps... And I'm probably totally botching this timeline, so internet, break from internet norms and correct me if I'm wrong, um, could have been inspired by the Beatles when they were off training with uh, Maharishi in, uh, in India. Oh, yeah. Um, when was that? That was before the White Album, right? Between... I think it might have been even better. Magical like, Mystery Tour and the White Album? Yeah, that sounds about right. So, 67... To 68, 67 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right so it's that possible time. that a young David Bowie was listening to, you know, listening to the Beatles and reading interviews with them and thinking, oh man, that's really cool. Like, I would love to do that kind of thing and have this, this consciousness awakening like the Beatles were having. Because he, you know, here was David Bowie playing pop music, you know, and presumably listening to the Beatles and then hearing them enter this whole other realm, hearing how they did it and thinking, man, I want to do that. Bowie did not go to India to study Transcendental Meditation, but he did step into... Here's the story of how this came about. He stepped into the local office of the Buddhist Society's British headquarters. The, he stepped into, into the British headquarters of the Buddhist Society, um, just spontaneously. He passed by it and went in, and he said it was empty. It was empty. I went down the stairs and saw a man in saffron robes. He said, in, a v in very broken English, You are looking for me. I realized years later that it was a question. Uh, but I took it as a statement. <laughs> this is my Bowie voice. You are looking for me. The man in saffron robes, Chimmy Yongdong Rinpoche, I might be botching that name, became Bowie's guru. Um, so he learned from... Yongdong Rinpoche, how to meditate. And he said with uh, these methods, he often felt like he was getting three or four feet off the ground outside of his body. And he was absolutely aware of it. And so he apparently actually did this kind of thing, like practiced this, this meditation, had out-of-body experiences. Um, and this is, this, is, this is his song about it. <laughs> It's an exciting thing. It is. It's and he sounds genuinely enthused about it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like the opposite tone that you would ever expect a song about. Such a heavy, weighty topic. Yeah. Of, yeah. Well, I, guess he I guess heavy and weighty is kind of a stretch. But, like, you know, in that, like, oh, that's heavy, man, kind of way. Well, I can think of another song about a similar topic. Um... Legend of a Mind by the Moody Blues. When did that come out? <clears throat> it's another song about astral projection. It's, it's the one where they're, the chorus is basically 
Timothy Leary is, is the, the chant in the chorus. The song goes, Timothy Leary's dead. No, 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 he's outside, is how the lyrics go. And then they re-recorded it, the Moody Blues re-recorded it in the 90s after Timothy Leary died. And, because this was from the 60s, they re-recorded it in, after he dies, and the lyrics were, Timothy's, Timothy Leary's living, no, 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 he's outside looking in. Um, and it talks about how he'll take you for a trip in his astral plane <laughs> and bring you back the same day um, because drugs. Because drugs. The 60s, man. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's, it's this weird, like, it's actually kind of jaunty, too. It's kind of upbeat. But it's also got those weird, like, droning sounds, the, the dreamy sounds that you'd expect because it's the Moody Blues. The title is a question without a question mark. And we've covered another song whose title was a question without a question mark. Some, some had question mark. There was one with a question mark, I think, but Can You Hear Me is, an, is a song without mm. a question mark at the end. And I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, his, his visit to, to the Buddhist society, or did they just not have a question mark in their um, letter case I mean, for, for he, printing on them? He, he's such a prolific writer that maybe it's just a case of law of averages. A couple of things got out without proper punctuation before they could catch it and be like, no! Yeah, yeah, it could be a typo. Um, anything else about, did you ever have a dream? I had a note also that astral projection is also an element of Thelema, Aleister Crowley's kind of religion slash magical ritual practice. But then my other note next to that says, but what isn't? <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Let's, let's, let's rate it. Let's scrutinize this baby. Yeah. I love um, this song. This is a fun song. This is a fun but deep song. In the song, he learns three languages by astral projection. By astral projection. How many languages would you learn to give it? How many... That's not the right... (laughs) How many languages would you give it? I would give this song four languages. It's just so fun. It it makes you feel like a world beater, and then you read the lyrics, and you're like, Oh, David Bowie, you're getting pretty deep here, sir. Um, It's a song with some levels. I, I give it five. Five languages. I love this song. It's a great song. He left so many awesome songs off of that original Decca album. This and Chingling, total fives. Yeah. I, listening to this all week, preparing for this, I just like grinned the whole time. Yeah. And listened to it over and over. Never got tired of it. I, I won't ever get tired of the song. This is a great song. Uh, cool. That's going to wrap it up for Did You Ever Have a Dream? It's time to wake up from the dream and uh, well what's the first thing you do when you wake up is you uh, go take a shower yeah because you are no one wants to be a dirty dirty boy <laughs> dirty boys is dirty the next boys. <laughs> dirty boys is the next song song we're gonna be talking about on for me to Ziggy until then you can follow us on Facebook on Twitter uh, subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and a review. Email us at podcast at com if you have a longer form rant or rave you want to share with us. Subscribe via RSS if you're a fan of that 
kind of technology. And until Wednesday, uh, my name, I am, I have been a guy named Thomas. Can I reuse that joke? I'm Thomas. <laughs> I'm Thomas. And I have been a hero named Travis. See you on the other side. The sound of glass breaking. <laughs> Can I break this glass on the floor? Here, there's accessible rooms. <laughs>